take a look at the bigger picture. Chris O'Keefe's with us, Managing Director, Lead Portfolio Manager at Logan Capital Management. Thanks for being here. So tomorrow's the big day. It's February 1st. We're going to hear from our chairman, Jay Powell. What, what are you listening for? You know, I think after the, this big market move in January, being up uh, nearly 6%, um, that's not actually helpful to you know what Chairman Powell wants to do here, right? I mean, he he wants to make sure things are, are slowing. He wants to get inflation, you know, that get, get inflation back in the bottle there. Um, so I I think he's going to continue to be hawkish hawkish here uh, in in his statements. Um, I, I don't think he wants to let in you know animal spirits to to drive um, inflation back up again. And so, do you think it'll be twenty five basis points, and is that the right amount? Yes, absolutely. I think that's what we're seeing in the dot plot, uh, 25 basis points. Um, yeah, I, I do think that that's, um, you know, I think that's good enough. I, I, you know, if you look at what's happening out there, I mean, inflation, I mean, he likes to look at the, you know, the personal you know, consumption expenditure index. And if you look at that, you know, um, it was at a five month low in December. And if you sort of look at the, you know, the, the annualized version of that over the last three months, um, it's getting there, you know. So we are we are seeing progress um, on that front. So I do think that we'll see, you know, another 25 basis points here, and then another 25 basis points probably at the next meeting. Um, but I do do think we are getting close to a pause. Um, but I do think we're pretty far away from a pivot. Okay, getting close to a pause. So what? Are, when do you think that could come? What will be the deciding factor? Well, it does seem. I think the next meeting um, for sure. I do think we're going to see uh, that pause come about. Um, I think for him, you know, deciding factor would be, you know, seeing inflation get back down to the, you know, that two percent level that, that he wants to see. But like, like I said before, I do think that he doesn't want to have to go back at this again. He wants to make sure we really are going to see inflation, you know, do stabilize at this point. So he probably wants to see that the labor market also be, you know, to calm down, just that job creation to, to unfortunately to be to slow down. And we have been seeing that. And we, the amount of layoffs we've been seeing lately has been, you know, pretty robust. So I guess we'll get you know more more data on that you know by the end of the week um, on, on labor markets. What do you think about when I think about all the other central banks? Because we have a few this week. We had Canada signifying a pause. Um, you know, what kind of coordinated effort do you think we're seeing here? Or where do you see the international story mattering to us here at home? Well, you know, inflation actually has been a little worse overseas in, in Europe. And when we peaked at nine percent, Europe was at ten. Um, they struggled a lot more with, on the energy side, you know, whereas we we haven't had as much of a problem there. So I think Europe may be a little slower um, in, in their in their progress, but other countries, you know, that are sort of in, in a situation similar to ours, you know, might be following on with the U.S. I, I think um, you know China could be sort of an interesting thing, interesting to watch. Because as China does reopen, um, Asia and emerging markets could see you know, a lot more activity there and economically, and that that might have an impact on on their inflation measures as, as well. Right, understood. So at this point now, let's talk about dividends and how to make money in this environment. Um, you know, you have some ideas about what investors should be doing. Yes, and Nicole. So we've been, you know, dividend growth managers for over 20 years, um, at least myself anyway, and, and my team. Um, so we, so we, we rolled hats of this. We've been doing it for a while. Um, if you look at last year, uh, you know, just a difficult year for you know, the market. You know, one of the worst on record. 
Um, and, and you would expect in an environment like that, so dividend growth managers should do better, or dividend, you know, generally managers uh, should do better. And we certainly did. I mean, and, and we would outperform by, you know, over 900 basis points in, in a really tough market. Um, a lot of the more defensive sectors working well, you know, last year. But it's sort of interesting what's happening now. Um, we've had this sort of rally in, in January, and a lot of the more defensive uh, sectors have been underperforming fairly significantly as investors have turned more towards you know technology and you know more materials and and and, and, and uh, actually consumer discretionary and as well. Um, so we'll see how this plays out. But I, I think that uh, you know in an environment where you know, you've had seven, you're going to have eight you know interest rate hikes. You know the the economy is slowing. Uh, we see consumers sort of you know burning through that 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 pandemic savings that they have. So with all this slowing going on, I do think that investors are going to want to continue to turn to those more defensive names, you know, that have that strong cash flows, more, more predictable uh, cash flows through time, and and also they can provide that dividend growth, they can provide the good value creation uh, through time as well. So we're, we're looking for a good year again for dividend growth, at least on a relative basis. Yeah. I mean, so dividend growth is a good way to do this, dollar cost averaging. What about growth versus value? And where will you find the growth? What kind of parameters will be using to pick the growth stocks that you will pick? You know, Nicole, that's a great question because, you know, when we look at the world, the dividend world, uh, what matters the most to us and where we think we see the most value creation, and we've looked at this over, over time and all the tests and whatnot, but dividend growth seems to, you know, provide more value creation over time than just sort of level of yield. So we do look for companies that have you know, strong business momentum, you know, these good business models that can drive that, that, uh, that dividend growth. In fact, we look at management teams, they really want to make that decision to you know, provide the dividend growth and have that consistency throughout time. It really, really matters a lot to their decision making as they go forward. And, and you can see the differentiation between dividend growth and even like share repurchases you know, where share purchases can be sort of something that you can do as you like. But a dividend growth uh, policy is really something that you commit to and, and you want to drive your company you know, that way and, and have it be you know, that sort of quality that they'll be able to, you know, because you don't want to go out there and, and uh, be cutting dividends ever. That's a, it's a very negative indicator you know, for your stock price. So that, that does matter a lot in this, in this equation. Yeah, yeah. And finally, just a big picture on the S&P 500. I mean, obviously, we may get some volatility around the Fed meeting. Um, if they do 50, we might see a sell-off, some people are saying. Um, any thoughts on, on the levels of the S&P 500? What might happen in six months, 12 months? What are you watching for? What range? Well, you know, first I'll say that uh, January has been a surprise. I mean, we did come off of, uh, uh, you know, a very strong fourth quarter. You know, the market was up, what was it, 8% 8, 8 or so. Um, it, you know, so here we are again, up, up another 6%. And I do think there was some, um, you know, a lot of the companies that, that did well in January were the ones that were probably not, were not doing as well last year. So there was, I think, some short covering in there. And I think uh, you know, a lot of bullishness also got into the market as well. If you look at you know China reopening and and earnings reports, you know so far have been been okay. I mean, it's been slightly better than expected, but the the outlooks have not been has not been as good. So I do think that you could challenge January's performance and say you know that probably unravels a little bit. You know. Um, I think you're going to see, like I said, we talked about earlier, you know, the Fed being more probably maintaining that that hawkishness in his commentary um, tomorrow. It, it look at the earnings that we've seen so far. I think this week is on like 35 or 40 percent of the S&P report. 
Uh, you'll see you know, the guidance there maybe being a little softer. We're seeing you know, um, operating margins come down and we think that continues through the year. So I think that there'll be a lot of volatility. I, I don't know how lasting this rally is uh, in January. I think you could see, again, a little bit, a little more volatility. I think some of those names that, that rallied in January may not be the winners in the, in the next couple of months here. So, so we'll see. We'll have to watch earnings and, and see how things go. I think it's been mostly a sentiment that's been driving the market so far. Mm, all right, great strategies, and thank you for all of that. Chris O'Keefe, nice to see you. Thank you. Logan Capital Management, Chris O'Keefe, thanks.